Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. They certainly do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week, and it's available everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget, it's always available on our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is recorded and produced at two studios in Northern Illinois. I'm in one, Dave's in the other. And then we ship it all down to our good buddy and executive producer, Brad Nearman from Berserk Productions. He's in Lando Lakes, Florida. Hey, Brad, thanks for everything. On today's show, we welcome Dan Johnston from St. Croix. We're also going to have on with us a guy by the name of Michael Simundic. He is a Missouri guide. Uh, a wounded veteran who had a boat built to his specifications that fits a wheelchair perfectly. It's an incredible invention, and it's uh, taking off so well that it's being manufactured and sold to the public. So people who are disabled and wheelchair-bound can get out and fish like the rest of the world with no restrictions. Michael is also planning an exotic adventure uh, that he's going to take with another disabled veteran. And uh, we'd like you to hear him talk about that, Michael Simundic. And then I get to visit with one of my favorite people in the world of walleye fishing. He's young. He's exciting. He's really making a mark on the world of walleye fishing, winning a lot of tournaments, doing a lot of educating. He is the one and only Max Wilson. But first, let me swing it over to Dave Kranz. Who's going to bring out Dan Johnson from St. Croix? David, take it away. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth, and they always, about 99% of the time, bring us Dan Johnson. How you doing, Dan? Doing great, Dave. We're uh, we're in the winter thinking spring. We, you know, we, we flip on the TV and we see people fishing down south or we go on the internet and look at these social media posts of guys holding up double-digit bass in Florida and Texas and places like that. And we're in the Midwest where we still got a lot of snow and ice, don't we? We do, but boy, it'll be here before we know it. Thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> we're I, on the tail end of the ice season, so we we are uh, ready to go uh, forward and uh, and fish and fish safely. I we have done a segment on fishing safety before. Uh, it's always a good one to do and repeat it about once a year. So uh, that's what we decided to talk about today: fishing safety. What comes uh, front and center for you? Well, front and center is the things that we take for granted. You know, we go every year and go a lot. And uh, we always take for granted the things that, you know, we've learned the hard way, I would say, first and foremost. But for listeners out there, especially a lot of these new anglers that are getting into the sport because of this dreaded COVID, um, which has been a blessing to the fishing industry for sure, don't know these things. And, I, you know, so let me just list a few off right off the top of my head. Number one, 
I've mentioned this before, hat and sunglasses in the boat is huge. And we talk about the advantages of seeing underwater and watching your line and from a fishing application. But man, I've had, I'm not kidding you, two or three times where I've literally had either weights or hooked lures hit me in the face in my glasses in my fishing career, which would have been potentially catastrophic if I would have glasses on. So very rarely will you ever see me not wearing glasses when I'm fishing. And, and then another thing, I always carry a big, pair a big tool that'll cut a heavy hook um in my boat almost like what a musky fisherman would carry but i'm more bass walleye crappie that kind of stuff smaller hooks but i still want to cut one i also know how to take a hook out which is important i've researched that i've done it probably 10 times in my fishing career either either myself or other people and that's a big one obviously if it's some something that's questionable go to the hospital but a lot of times you can get them out we can talk about that you know sunscreen is another one um always have that in your boat wearing a life jacket you know i'm the biggest violator of that a tournament i have to have it on took to my kill switch can't start my engine but when i'm fun fishing a lot of times i don't wear it and i should and I, i i speak to that because boy you just never know and you know, just things like that, but you proper boat maintenance and all those things. But again, I, I think a lot of people don't think about these things until something happens. Then they look back and think, boy, I wish I had it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of the, uh, um, let's start with the, with the removing of hooks. There's a lot of good videos out there that uh, can show you that, how to get those hooks out of there. You and I have both taken out lots of them. Um, Here's here's one thing I will add to that. It's not always the hooks that are on your lures that you're casting that you get hooked with. So maintaining organization on your fishing boxes and not have a hook sticking out of a box or something like that is just as important because you can bury one pretty deep doing that too, can't you? I'm so glad you mentioned that. I had one in my boat carpet one time and I got the hook in my hand and lifted up and it was in the carpet. It was one of those deals. And I've been hooked with lures under the water trying to grab them, getting a snag out. And that was a really bad one, obviously, for obvious reasons. But, you know, I, I think here's what I would suggest people do. Go online look at how to extract a hook. It absolutely works. You want to make sure you've got line that's heavy enough that doesn't break. Um, you want to make sure that you set it up the right way, a nice short little pop, and it'll it'll take it out. I've done it a lot, so have you. That said, my dad's a retired physician, and he always used to overemphasize if you have something anywhere in the hand or, or anywhere where it's, you think it might be around a tendon or something to where you try to re- remove that thing and it can damage your hand or something like that, don't do it. Go to the hospital, you know, uh, just always err on the side of a conservative, but more times than not, in the fatty part of the skin or somewhere, whether it's hand, arm, leg, I mean, I've, I've had them on people and me really all over. And uh, I've removed a lot of them and it, it flat out works and it's really painless and you can keep on fishing. I hate to promote that, but it really does work. Yeah, yes, it does. And I, I had one that I went to the hospital for out of about 20 um, that um, of, of me or somebody else, uh, but it was in my wrist. And um, I didn't know if it was close to a tendon there or not, so I went. And, um, uh, you know, so you just do it. You just got to do it. it, it it's what it is. But, um, yeah, I've had guide trips where a guy's got one in the calf, and, you know, that's in the meat uh, muscle part of it. And, and very easy, you know, to wrap that, that braid around. I use 50-pound test and then push down on that, uh, the bottom part of where the barb is pointing to. And then it, it'll, it actually pulls right back out the hole it went in and, um Boy, there's so many good YouTube videos on that, and, and I know we both would recommend to do that. Um, 
What else is uh, really important besides, uh, you know, sharp hooks? What else do we have that can be a safety issue in our boats or fishing from the yeah, bank? Yeah, let, let me speak to one that, that's really, really important that I actually just thought of that I don't think I've ever mentioned before. But understand the way baits react. In other words, if you're if you're flipping with a, you know, three-quarter ounce jig and it's super windy and you're only flipping it in a foot of water and people think I'm crazy for doing three-quarter a foot of water, but it's windy and they're biting it, believe me, you want to do it sometimes when it's when to stay connected another thing would be top water baits that come flying out of the water when you set the hook some do more than others so understand that understand where your rod angle is when you sweep understand where the guy or gal is in the boat understand sometimes it's better to reel first make sure you've got the fish do you feel them before you set um because i tell you a lot of the problems we have with people getting hooked is a lure coming flying back at you and i think the more you know about how that bait reacts and like a crankbait halfway out on a cast you can set the hook a thousand times it's not going to come out at you a zero spook with braid will come back at you if they, if they miss it, and especially if it's relatively close to the boat and you set up or whatever. So understand that and know that, you, and I, I think fishing experience teaches you that, but getting a couple of them coming back at Mach 20 and banging off you teaches you that too. That's why I'm trying to explain it. And shallow water fishing is notorious for that with flipping type baits because that bait will come right out like a rocket, especially on the low stretch lines if you miss the fish. Absolutely. And to add to the taking out of the hooks, um, first aid kit, put some antiseptic on or clean it off, wipe it with alcohol, wipe a little antiseptic, put a Band-Aid on it, and then continue fishing. Like you said, you don't lose the day. Um, you mentioned um, uh, wearing uh, protective gear from the sun, uh, uh, sunglasses and uh, uh, a hat, you know, possibly a neck scarf, you know, uh, uh, that's important too, isn't it? Well, I think the young listeners out there are thinking, yeah, whatever, this tan looks great. You get to be our age and you start to realize you go talk to the dermatologist and they're like, you're a fisherman, aren't you? Like, oh, why do you say that? That makes me a little nervous. That's because of the back of the hand, the side of the face, things like that. Yes. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but put the sunscreen on. Just do it. Get it over with in the morning and maybe apply it a couple times throughout the day. And just and now you see a lot of people and I think it's a great thing. I know Shaw Grigsby's great at this. Ot Defoe is great at this. You'll see them wearing the buff. They'll have the hood. They'll have the SPF of the gloves and they're they're not doing that to look cool they're doing it to protect their skin and bless their hearts for being role models in the industry and doing that because the sun can be very damaging not only does it get you from the sun straight down but that sun off the water up is just as bad and i think any of us that fish a lot we've been burned enough to know that that's that's probably a pretty good idea absolutely i i do wear all of that the hat the buff the, uh, the gloves i even take it a step further although it, the heat doesn't bother me maybe like some people but i wear i wear long pants and in, in the boat in the summer because of, of the reflection off the water uh, and uh, just uh, the sheer heat coming off the deck sometimes on those gray gray carpetings. But uh, what else we got that's a, a really good safety tip for him, Dan? Yeah, I think we're that, we're that darn life jacket, you know, and I, I think I'm glad we're doing this topic because it reminds me to do it more than I do. I, I go running around Lake of the Ozarks down there with my buddies. They're like, man, why don't you put your jacket on? And it reminds me to do that. And I think, you know, and here's the thing. It's not that we can't, we don't know how to drive a boat. And it's not that we don't have a great big giant safe boat to run. I get that. But there could be a boat dock out there. Uh, an inch under the surface that broke away that you don't see in six inch waves and you could 
plow that thing going 70 mile an hour so you just never know and i i think it's a really good thing whenever that big engine's running to have that thing on and life jackets are so small and inflatable ones you put them on you hardly know they're on you take it off and or you can leave it on when you're up on the deck fishing too but again that's a that's layman's terms old school obvious thing to say but i think it's my responsibility to say it absolutely and and please do not stay out in weather that contains lightning or possible waves that you can't handle driving right yeah and learn how to drive your boat and also learn what your boat can and can't do just because i can run across the lake in a 22 foot boat with a 250 doesn't mean my buddy can with an 18 footer with a 95 or 90 horse so understand the limitations understand how to hit waves a certain way Uh, you know understand when to get off it when you can get over the top of them and just really it's like anything it's like it's like a motocross rider the better you get at it the the safer you are because you're better with the vehicle that you're in charge of. And boats are no different. And, you know, you can start to, when you do this a lot, you can start to read a wave way before you see it and know exactly what it's going to do to your boat. Is it going to try to spear you? Is it a potato patch going to kick you sideways? Do you have to trim it down a little bit? Do you have to trim it up? And all those things you learn. And it's not a bad idea to play with that stuff as you hit different waves out there just to get real comfortable with that too. No, it is. And then same thing with the lightning thing. If it's, if there's lightning, uh, if it's within from my flying days in a small plane, uh, 20 miles. And that's the same thing they, they tell people. They blow those horns on the golf courses, and they're saying, boy, it's sunny out. Why should we get off? But because they know on the radar there is lightning within 20 miles, and it can reach out and get you that 20 miles. So nothing to fool around with any of these things, are they, Dan? They're not. I've actually had electricity hold my line up off the water, and I'm telling you, anybody out there listening, if you've ever had that happen, you know to get off the water when they, they even talk about lightning. I'm the biggest chicken in the world. I don't mess with storms. That that was a one one and doneer for me. So yeah. and I appreciate the topic. I think it's a good one. It, it you know if we can have somebody do one of these things and it prevents them from getting injured, that it, it's it's just a blessing to be able to do it. Absolutely. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks so much, Dave. You are welcome. That was Dan Johnston, and this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. I am Dave Cran, Steve Sarley is remote, and we will be right back after these messages. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. One of my favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips 
and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Starley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. And I always like to say that my guests that I have on this segment, they all have a passion for the outdoors. My next guest certainly does. He is Michael Samundek. He has uh, come up with a wheelchair accessible boat, and I'm really interested in hearing about it. Welcome to the program, Michael. Well, thank you very much, David. No, glad glad to have you here. So, you you uh, you sent some photos, and I saw a video on your Facebook page about your uh, uh, what you have come up with, and and uh, how how were you inspired to to build this boat? Well, in uh, March of 2019, I fell asleep watching the Sands of Iwo Jima with John Wayne, American, and I woke up the next morning and said I could build that. In two weeks, I built this hatch, and I mounted it on the front of my Supreme boat, and I did the cutout, and it worked beyond belief. It's the most incredible thing you ever seen. It's the first time anyone's ever done this to these boats in North Arkansas. It, I, uh, yeah, it looks no one in neat. The boat. But during 2019, no wheelchairs in the boat. 2020 comes along, and I had eight different individuals in wheelchairs. July of 2020, I had three paraplegics at once in my old boat. It went over so good, I have a new boat built with my design that is bigger and better. No, it looks very neat and very accessible and easy to get in and out of. And, and I could see where you could get the, uh, the inspiration from that movie because it looks very much like a landing craft. I just based it on that uh, Higgins boat or the LST. Yeah. I served in the Navy in 1971 on the USS Midway in Vietnam service. And uh, I'm just trying to help and give back. And this is something that no one's ever done. It gives opportunity to those that had a hard time doing it in the past. Yeah, and, and there is a lot of people that do it. We have had the, uh, um, Rich Belanger and uh, Jay Garsecki from uh, Take a Vet Fishing and Dave Van Dorn. We've had several of those guys on, and, and it, everybody does it for the same reason, to provide a service to these uh, people like yourself that, that served our country and deserve everything we can give them and help them with. And certainly fishing is a way to give back because it's very therapeutic. Yes, sir. And I, I'm wanting to make a trip from downtown Chicago and the Chicago River by water and come all the way back to the Bull Shoals State Park in Lakeview, Arkansas, and do it by water. And I need to have me a vet who uh, would like to do it, too. That is excellent, and I'm sure we can put you in contact with the Take a Vet, and I think you'll be able to uh, get somebody to do that trip with you. That sounds like something that is just a... Uh, uh, you know, a dream to be able to do something like that and, and uh, you know, go from Chicago on the river, you know, get to the Illinois River, go into the Mississippi and then uh, on, on, on south and uh, uh, have you um, calculated the amount of time that it'll take to do that trip yet? Uh, possibly about a week. Logistically, it'll be a little more difficult because you'd have to have a, a, a chase vehicle with a trailer in case of any you know, malfunctions or you know not mechanical problems. Uh, as for physically, uh, whoever comes with me has to have minimum physical requirements or medical requirements. 
That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, um, but the um, now, will that boat be designed a little differently? Will it have a, a cover on it or a, a canopy, or yeah. how are you going to do that? I would have to have a, a canopy built that is collapsible that we put up at night, and uh, I've got my own idea on hammocks so we can sleep in the boat. I actually do everything in the boat, and an ex-military man knows about close quarters. Absolutely, absolutely. and uh, But, no, I think that's, that's inspiring, and I think it uh, could open a lot of eyes to... Uh, uh, what our uh, veterans, or even if they're just people that are in a wheelchair, um, can really do, uh, even though they, they have some level of disability and still can enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. And the look on someone when they get to roll into this boat, and it is just awesome. It's just awesome. And then you go out and catch some real nice fish, too. Yeah, what do you fish for down there? On the White River, North Fork River, we fish mostly all trout. Now, I do the Buffalo River also, which is smallmouth bass. My old boat is capable of doing the Buffalo because I can put a 9-9 motor on it. Okay. But I fish Lake Norfolk for stripers, crappies, bass, uh, just about anything. Yeah, and um, it looks like a, it's a pretty good-sized boat. What, what are the, the, what's the length on that one? It's 20 foot 7 inches long, and it's a 60-inch keel. So sixty inches wide, yeah, and the sides are two foot tall. Yeah, so you can, you know, you're not going to ever go out in rough water with it, especially if you're carrying uh, uh, the cargo of people that are in wheelchairs. But I did notice that it has some pretty substantial tie downs. Yes, sir. I, that's my own idea. So I can actually tie a wheelchair down. That way, they don't roll over, or roll around, or tip over. No, that looked like it was uh, was a good design and uh, a way to hold uh, uh, the fishing participants stable. And uh, uh, I'm sure you know you hook up to a big big fish and it can pull you around that way. But the uh, um, I have not fished a trout on the White River. I've been down there and uh, I've seen it. And I've been to the dam there and I've uh, tested a couple boats when I used to run. Uh, uh, I'm running a charger boat now, and that's made in Missouri. But when I was uh, getting a, a legend boat out of Midway, I would run down there. So I have uh, seen the lodge down there where they uh, they do all those trout trips out of and everything, and it was beautiful. We actually stayed there while we had to stay overnight and stayed there one day, and I wish I would have had an extra day to really go and uh, not just test the boat but do some fishing there. Well, heck, I'd take you out for just an hour and catch all the trout you want. Also, it's just not the fishing. I can take you and show you eagle's nest, and we can watch the mamas and papa eagles raising their young. Isn't that neat? Yeah, it's not. It is. It's the it's the whole outdoor experience that that people uh, have. I I actually um, guide up here. I I'm in northern Illinois, but I guide Wisconsin. We talked about some of the lakes you had gone, but I guide on Lake Geneva and Delavan and and some of the Madison chain, and um, that that is part of it. Getting to see the other wildlife, an eagle or a, a mink run along the bank, or I mean, all of that um, adds to every trip, doesn't it? Well, down here you can see probably otter, mink, uh, deer, elk. I've had bear swim across the river in front of me. That's that's pretty neat. And uh, yeah, I I always uh, with the current there, when you see something that enters the water, even if it's a muskrat, he doesn't swim straight across in that that uh, swift current, do they? Oh no, sir. Uh, only when they're not generating. When uh, bull <laughs> is generating maximum, that current runs pretty close to ten miles an hour. 
Yeah, and that's that's uh, uh, something that can be a hazard if you're not familiar with that, and uh, you definitely have to be be careful. So uh, you said you were going to do this boat trip, um, and you were thinking of of leaving uh, Chicago uh, this coming March. Well, no, I don't have anything ready. It's 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 all in the planning stages. It'll take probably all of this year to get everything ready. Okay. But I would love to leave on St. Patrick's Day when they dye the river green. That would be that would be good. So maybe a good goal would be uh, uh, a year from uh, uh, 2022 and the 2023 St. Patrick's Day. You uh, you get to embark on that journey, and uh, we'll certainly uh, uh, try to hook you up with the with the uh, people that we know that uh, could possibly help you. And, and if if we don't know um, the right people, they will. So um, I, I, would, I would love to call, talk to John Morris, the owner of Bass Coast Shop and uh, have him maybe help sponsor the trip. That would be excellent, and I'm sure that there'll be others that may be interested in doing that. Do you have a, uh, a contact uh, where people can get a hold of you if they're interested in supporting this? Yes, it's walkingeaglefishing.com, and I'm also on Facebook. And uh, there's all my contact information and everything right there. WalkingEagleFishing.com, and uh, anybody that wants to participate, or if they know somebody that wants to participate, or or help in this way and and sponsor the cost that uh, you know, uh, no doubt will be uh, generated by it. You know, like you said, having a, a chase vehicle, getting getting the boat up here, gas and things like that. There'll be a lot of things that could be helped with, and uh, uh, I'm sure that. Um, There'll be some that are interested in in doing that, and it, it's just a, a great idea to create awareness for for what you have. And um, are, are these boats that you're running? Are the company that's making it for you? Are they making them for anybody? They have sold one, and they've got inquiries on more. I told them in the beginning that this thing is going to go big because the accessibility this boat gives to actually everybody. Yeah, and it doesn't I've even had, have to I've be had, wheelchair bound either. It can just have be people that can't lift their legs to get up over the gunnel. I've had several like that. In fact, one one lady this last year, uh, fishing out of Rose's Trout Dock on the mouth of the North Fork River, it took four to get her in the boat from the dock. And when we got done, I said, "Wait a second had her husband pull his car over around the bend to the gravel bar. I pulled the boat up, opened the hatch. The car was right there. She made three steps, got in her vehicle to go away. Yeah, isn't that nice? I mean, it, it just it, you're right. The accessibility is, is definitely um, something that has um, not been seen before for uh, this type of use for fishing and uh, I think it's a great idea and uh, great that you were inspired to uh, to do that. And I like you calling John Wayne an American because that's truly what he was. Well, his epitaph in Congress by Maureen O'Hara simply stated, John Wayne, American. What else can you say to that? That is absolutely the the truth, and uh, we need we need more like him. That's for sure, and uh, hopefully we'll see some coming down the pike. But uh, walkingeaglefishing.com is how you can get a hold of Michael and uh, to help with his endeavors or find out more or find out if you're looking for a boat like this uh, how to do that and uh, we uh, truly uh, appreciate having you on and I'm sure it won't be the last time we'll definitely uh, have you on uh, probably before and after that journey and, and uh, let's see if we can make that take place thanks for being on the podcast I thank you for having me and I appreciate it 
thank you very much, and y'all be, be kind, and God bless. Thank you, Michael. That was Michael Simundic, and he uh, created this wonderful wheelchair-accessible boat. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley was remote, and this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait-and-tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hard-working outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner, Dave Kranz, is remote. That darn COVID has still got us separated. Uh, we may be back together again someday. Hopefully, this COVID's got to end sooner or later. Really happy to have a, uh, somebody with us right now. Uh, one, one of the youngest guys in professional fishing. We're going to talk walleye today with one of my favorite anglers. Please welcome a true champion and a truly good guy, Mr. Max Wilson. Hey, Max, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. What is Max short for? Uh, Maxwell. Maxwell. Okay, wasn't sure. Uh, our, our, our executive producer, Brad Neerman, is expecting a baby very shortly. They know it's a boy, and his name is Maximus. So they'll be calling him Max. You don't have exactly the same name, but they'll be calling him Max, and that's that's a cool name just like you. How old are you, oh, Max? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm 25 now. I'm getting I'm getting a little bit older. 25. God, that's absolutely amazing. How long have you been fishing professionally? Oh, so I've been doing tournaments now for about eight years. I started when I was a uh, junior in high school, and then uh, I started uh, full time professionally fishing. Oh, about. I'd say 2017 was the first year, so about five six years now. 2017, and that's what you're doing. 365 days a year is fishing, right? Or at least fishing-related stuff? Absolutely. As we speak today right now, I'm writing some seminars that I give on fishing and just kind of getting the clerical book work but done that are behind the scenes that you do off the water. But, yeah, that's my full-time job now, just fishing all the time and fishing-related stuff. 
People don't realize this, but uh, there aren't a lot of people in this country who fish for a living besides guides and besides charter captains that are that are making money every time to go to work. Uh, looking at professional fishermen as people who uh, make their income off of winning tournaments, there are very few. And there are way more in the world of bass fishing than there are in walleye. I, I can think of, you know, you can count the number of guys that make their living off of walleye fishing on, on both hands. There, there aren't many. You're a lucky guy. Yeah, you know, I'm very fortunate. It's it's not the uh, it's not the easiest lifestyle, and it's not the easiest career. Um, you kind of gotta you know make multiple different things work. But uh, if you can make it work, you know, it's I'm I'm truly living a dream. This is what I've wanted to do ever since uh, ever since I was a kid, and, and to be able to uh, do that, it, it's something special. It definitely uh, I sit back a lot of times, and there's days where you know you you're frustrated with your job and frustrated with the life you chose, and. It, you know, I, I sit back and just, uh, you know, very appreciative of, of being able to do this. It's 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 quite an honor. I, I agree, and I and I appreciate the fact that you recognize that and, and and admit to that. That's a that's a that's a good thing, a good thing to do. If Max Wilson wasn't a professional fisherman, what would you be doing to to bring in coin to to keep uh, to keep you going? You know, before uh, before this, before I, I I transitioned to a full time angler, I was working as a sale, uh, salesman for a corrugated packaging company, um, and uh, you know I, I was very appreciative of that job. You know, it's you know corrugate, you know, which is boxes, packaging. I was you know packaging specialist in automated machinery. It's not the most exciting thing in the world to talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, the sales side of it, I, I love helping people and I love helping people uh, fix their whatever issues they may have. And that's really what sales is. You know, that's the business of, of helping people. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed my time there. And a lot of what I learned in that business and in that career uh, helped me be become successful into this career. So, you know, one career led into another. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe someday I might go back into it in some capacity. Um, but yeah, that uh, that's probably what I'd be doing. That or, you know, uh, astronaut or, you know. <laughs> Ballerina, something you know, everything else, you know, yeah, dreamed yeah. of as a kid. Uh, you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not sure if if we could trade places. What I what I'd rather do would walk into a party and say, "Hi, I'm Max Wilson. I'm a corrugated packaging salesman." Or, "Hi, I'm Max Wilson. I'm a big time professional walleye fisherman." <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah. know what would get the crowd more excited to hear about. Please. Yeah, you know, one one is definitely a little bit more exciting than the other. You know, the other one, you know, one's a little more. Uh, um consistent than the other one but uh you know I've, I've i've always been big into adventure you know i'm not very good at staying in one place too long i like to go out and experience life and and see what the world has to offer and i'm just very fortunate i've, I've been able to find a career that's allowed me to do that you know i've been i've been able to travel all over the the globe i mean I've, I've been all over the world uh fishing and i've got to experience a lot more in 25 years than most people do in their entire life and you know i'm i'm fishing done that for me i'm very appreciative and you know it's 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 a truly a dream come true there's it i, I never would have thought 10 years ago i'd be where i'm at today but you know it's i'm, I'm very fortunate to be where i'm at that's for sure oh where do you where do you live max uh, I live uh, over by just a little bit south of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I live out in the. I got a house out in the country. I'm gonna guess you're a Packer fan. Oh yeah, you know I, I, I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'm a Packer fan. Oh please, please, I'm a Bear fan. I want to hear your woes about this. <laughs> I, 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 is uh, is Aaron Rodgers coming back? 
You know, I, I, I have a gut feeling that he does, you know, it's, I'm, most Packer fans are sick of reading about it. Uh, You know, it's, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers playing for someone else. I don't want to imagine it. Uh, It's the unfortunate reality of the, of the business, but I have a feeling that he comes back. At least we get at least one more year. You know, every Packer fan would love to see uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, come back and own the bears for a few more years. Um, You know, and, and you really don't want to see the whole Brett Favre situation play out again. No, like that was see, ugly. You know, someone who, well, you'd, you'd like to see someone who meant so much to the organization in the state of Wisconsin uh, to, to go out as a Packer. You know what I mean, that's what everyone wants to see, and, and hopefully they can find a way to do it. Yeah, I believe Aaron Rodgers is a fisherman. You might want to try to get him out on the boat. No, oh, I, I would I would love to do that. That would be, a, that would be an honor. Maybe that would seal the deal to bring him back. <laughs> You know what? If, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, I'll give him a free lifetime supply of guy trips. No problem. <laughs> ah, that would be really unbelievably cool. And and I shouldn't say this because I, I am in Chicago and I'm a huge Bear fan, but I, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers. I think he's personally he's just a really nice guy. And uh, yep. I hear a lot of a lot of Packer fans say, I love the Packers. Packers are the greatest, but. That Aaron Rodgers is a whiner. I, I've had enough of him. I'm like, oh, please enjoy what you have. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have a quarterback, you know, uh, calling calling signals for the Bears, who who uh, I could complain about for something other than being a lousy quarterback. Right, you know, Packer fans they're 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 an interesting breed. You know, it's I give the Vikings fans a lot of a lot of grief, but. Packer fans frustrate me more than anything uh, some years because, you know, all season long, everyone's, oh, Aaron Rodgers is greatest, never leave us, blah, 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 blah. And then we lose one game, you know, and lose a playoff game. And it happens every single year. Everyone just jumps on, oh, we're done with Rodgers, get rid of him. And they don't realize how good of a quarterback he is and and the talent that, that we have. And, you know, I would rather have, you know, as funny as it is, I would rather have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and get heartbroken in the playoffs like we do a lot than, you know, have someone like Jordan Love or Rex Grossman or Jay Cutler as a, you know, as a quarterback or even Kirk Cousins. That's sure. just going to let you down a lot and, you know, you're not going to experience that type of success. You know, us Packer fans have been very, very blessed. And a lot of times they don't get, you know, they don't understand what's in front of them. And, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, it's, it's funny watching these armchair, uh, uh, general managers come in and say what needs to happen and everything when people really don't have a clue what's actually going on behind the scenes. So it's 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 very interesting watching the opinions on social media. That's for sure. Uh, right, social media. I, I wasn't going to go here yet, and then I said we might as well go here early. So if you hang up on me, we we haven't wasted a whole lot of time with an interview that never finished. I, I follow you on social media. I see things on social media. Man, you got some people that really rip your butt on social media, and and I don't understand. I look at you and say, "Man, this kid is good. He's 21 years old. He's knocking it out of the ballpark. He's doing. He 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 shares information. He wants to see everybody catch fish." And, and, and I hear people say things like, "Oh, cocky punk," and "Oh, rich kid," and he didn't work to get this. And man, what the heck makes? Max Wilson, such a lightning rod for criticism and nastiness on social media. You know, I, I, that's always you know it, that's one of the, been been one of the toughest parts of my job. Um, you know that I there's there's a lot of things that I deal with behind the scenes growing up. I I came from uh, you know I, I didn't have the easiest childhood, which I always laugh at the mommy and daddy comments. Um, because I, I had to work my butt off and I, I had to go through a lot as a kid that I don't really put out there. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I, I dealt with uh, in my childhood that, um, you know, 
really was difficult and i i've, I've been a, a, up against the odds for a lot of time um you know and i understand that you know starting out so young you know how it looks and how, what you know people will assume that i had certain people paying for things but you know i i i worked my butt off to get to where i'm at you know i, I paid for well I, I don't even want to think of how much money i've spent over the years to, to buy everything that i that i have and everything that i have i've worked for you know what i mean and and uh you know it, it, it's it's difficult some days to to have that because you know for me I, people either love me or they hate me there's really no in between with that and the problem that i get with it is uh you know it, it's one thing if you hate me um and you've met me right and, and we've we broke bread we've talked and and then you have a reason to not like me i can i can accept that and i you know i i, I can handle that it's it's the people that have no idea who i am um, never have met me. Use social media to make their judgment. I, I honestly think those people are the the scum of the earth, you know. And and, and it, it's hurtful be, to me because you know I, I you hit the nail on the head. I want to see everyone succeed. I give the shirt off my back to just about anybody out there, um, you know. And and, and it, it affected me for a long time. It affected me in, in my career, and, and to this point, it still does to some some point. But I never really understood it, um, you know, how people could be so vile. I mean, I, I've I've gotten death threats over the years. Uh, I've, I've even had people say that my mom deserves to get slapped for raising such a punk kid um you know i've had people um you know diss my my dead grandfather who pretty much raised me um made up rumors that i came from a trust fund which would be awesome don't get me wrong i wish i did but you know it's it's, it's all the hateful thing and and you know it, it it got to a point where i almost got out of fishing you know i i've I've suffered with depression and, and anxiety my entire life. And, you know, I've, I, my mental health journey has been a battle to get to the point where, you know, it, it, um, you feel okay about yourself and putting yourself out there when you have social anxiety. Um, it, this is a career that you have to be out in the public and, and social. And, and there's times where it, it's a struggle for me. You know, it really is because, you know, I have a hard time trusting people. You know, when people come up to me, you know, they'll they'll act your buddy to your face and try and get information out of you or, you know, use you for something. And that same person will be, you know, in the comments of a picture backing you, like as if I didn't see it. You know what I mean? So right, right, right. a lot, you know, a lot early in my career, you know, I, I used to fish very angry. Um, you know, I, I used to fish to prove the haters wrong and, and still to this point, you know, one of my favorite things in the world is proving haters wrong. I mean, the, my original hater uh, said I was a flat brim wearing clown who's going to get murdered by the pros. And, and to me, that stuck with me, you know, and I, I use that as motivation, you know, and, and uh, I used to, you know, have to prove everyone wrong. And, and pushed enough in my career to where I don't really have to prove anyone wrong but myself, you know, and, and the thing I always tell people, you know, um, with how I am, you know, I am my hardest critic. If anyone watched me on, you know, head to head, watched on those live streams, I am the hardest critic on myself. You know, anything anyone's ever said about me, I've said it, said it to myself a hundred times, you know. So, you know, it got to a point where you just, you, you, you ignore the hate, you know, that people out there just are not okay with themselves. And, you know, they, they're, je you know, jealousy breeds a lot of that hatred. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, 
they want to be there, you know, and they, they want to be in your position. And instead of working to get to that position, they're just going to try and tear you down. And, and that's the biggest thing I've learned in this industry is don't stab others in the back to, to move one one peg up. I would rather be a nobody and have my pride and have my honor than than to stab someone else in the back to move up a rung in life. You know, that's just not worth it to me. And, and you know, I, I found if, if I just continue to be me and be the best possible version of me, and as long as I'm okay with me, I don't really care what anyone else thinks. You know, it's... Uh, you know, a lot of nowadays, a lot of it is, you know, I'll have a hundred awesome comments, you know, and, and I might have one or two negative comments and it. It used to be, I'd scroll through those hundred comments and find that one negative comment and that would ruin my day. Um, but now, you know, I just focus on, on, you know, finding my happiness and, and finding my passion because that exact, uh, you know, stuff, the, the people, the hatred, you know, and the, and the negativity that caused me to almost walk away. It caused me to lose my love of the, of the sport. And, and, you know, this is what I've worked my entire life for. And I'm not going to let, you know, some internet troll that's not man enough to come say it to my face, um, take my happiness away and everything that I've worked for. So, you know, that's. I, That's I, been the biggest thing I've worked on the last few seasons is just becoming the best a angler I can be and be the best role model. You know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, younger fans and, and people that look up to me and, and how I how I handle myself and how I handle situations. They, you know, there's a lot more people than I think watching. And, and you know, if you can rise above hatred and rise above the negativity, that's just going to make you that much stronger and that much, you know, better in, in so many different facets of, of, you know, of your life. And that's all I'm looking for. You know, I want to be the best at everything I do. Um, you know, and I will take people's criticism. You know, some people say this is, you know, I'm not for everyone. I'm loud. I'm, I'm exciting. You know, I bring up it, it, and then what that is, is that's passion. At the end of the day, there's nothing on this planet that I've wanted more than to be the best angler out there. And, you know, when, when I lose a fish and I scream and I'm mad and I'm upset, that's me I'm frustrated at myself because I know I'm better than that. And when I catch a fish, you know, and, and, you know, the, like, the best example is that head-to-head uh, -head Pro Walleye Series championship on Lake Chautauqua. Um, you know, on day one, I, I fell behind two pounds in the last 15 minutes and I caught a fish to, to retake the lead. And I let out the biggest scream I've, I've ever let go over a two pound fish. And, and what that was, that was, you know, I was in a really, really bad place mentally for a while. Um, and I was just, I was just in a, in a very bad, bad, you know, mindset. And that was the first thing that went right for me in a long time. And that was to me, it's so much bigger than fishing, Steve. It's, 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 you know, this is my, my life, my dream, everything I've worked for. And, and that to me is like, when I have that success, you know, it, it's not just me catching that fish. It's all my hard work culminating in, in this awesome moment. Um, and that's where I let those emotions go because it's, it, there's so much emotions on this, on this ride. Tournament fishing is the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And, you know, you have to let that out. And that I, I, I try not, I try to be as genuine as I can and, and not hide anything. Oh, you're, you're, you're the real deal. I need to stop and take a break. We're here with Max yep. Wilson, one of the best walleye anglers on the planet. Uh, happy to have him with us. Uh, he just did a great job uh, speaking from the heart and explaining some stuff that uh, really gets to the core of what being a public figure, what being a, a professional walleye fisherman is all about. Great, great stuff. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Max Wilson. I'm Steve Sarley. This is We Fish ASA. Be back in a minute. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably... Four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube, but I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new 
tour series of bait, the thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote, and I am having the pleasure of speaking with a guy that I truly like, a great fisherman. And uh, we've talked a lot about emotion, about behavior, about human nature. We're going to talk a little bit more about fishing right now with the one and only Max Wilson. Do you have a nickname, Max? Can you say that one more time? Do you have a nickname, at least something you can say on the air? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get called a lot of different things, uh, you know. Uh, I, the one, the one that I, I was given to myself, uh, you know, that I've referred to myself as, is the angry leprechaun earlier in the year. Um, <laughs> okay, I love it. Because of my, my short stature and my red, my red beard. So that's the one I've been called, but yeah, I've been called a lot of different names over the years. Uh, you, you, you're, you're popular, you're friendly, you're always smiling. When I see you at, uh, at like the ICAST uh, convention, uh, you you move at about a hundred mile an hour pace all the time. It's you're hard to keep up with. You're you're constantly in motion, uh, but but I can see why people like it. I don't want to uh, to beat that whole thing to death, but you, you said it right. Jealousy. There is so much jealousy uh, when somebody uh, starts making it, and especially in fishing because. Everybody thinks they can fish, and anybody who makes money off it or anybody who is successful at it, you're, you're better than those people, and they've done it, and they've proven that they're not as good, and, and they can't deal with that. But we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I think you handle yourself very, very well. I, I couldn't go on Facebook and read some of those comments and not tell people off, but but you're very polite, you're, you're a gentleman, and, and we'll leave it at that. And what, what did I say? You know, the, the flat brim thing, uh, you know, you you are you are the, the the leader of the flat brim nation in in uh, and I think you're about as good as it gets in walleye fishing. The best the bass fisherman in the world is Jacob Wheeler, who is also known for a flat brim. So may, maybe that's going to catch on more in fishing. You know, that flat brim thing saves the boat fishing the boat. You know, it, it does. And in the you know the funny story on on that is uh, you know it actually started from from those that that uh, you know jealousy and the hatred that I encountered early in my career. Um, I actually had gotten a flat brim from my uh, fiance at the time for my birthday, and uh, I I wore it fishing at you know the night hat, and all of a sudden I started to get some of those comments. That's when I got that flat uh, 
uh, flapper wearing clown is going to get murdered by the pros comment and everything. <laughs> and so what you said is I, 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 you know, wanted to tell people off, but I can't. So I started wearing it as like, okay, if it bothers you that much, I'm going to wear it all the time. And pretty soon it, it turned into a, a brand. And for me, it, it means so much more than I had. It's, it's about being able to stand up for yourself and be the, you know, be your true version. Um, you know, it's, it's morphed into something so much more. And, I, you know, I, I'm really glad, you know, it's still sticking with me to this day. You know, I like to wear other hats sometimes, but uh, Flapper Nation, it definitely has a special place in my heart for sure. Talking about apparel, uh, you had said earlier, but I, I give you the shirt off my back. I, I, I don't think you're giving any shirts away, but, but I do know that you have shirts to sell. And, and we're coming out with a line of uh, Max Wilson wear in the very near future. Am I correct? Absolutely. I actually, so I have a brand new website coming, maxwiltonfishing.com. We'll be launching here in the next week or so, along with a full, uh, full-on merchandise clothing store. We have uh, all sorts of hats, both uh, traditional and flat brim, beanies, uh, tumblers, shot glasses, shirts, sweatshirts, sunwear, um, uh, sweatpants, uh, everything you can think of. Max Wilson Apparel will be coming, uh, will be launching shortly. I've had enough people um, that have reached out wanting it, and it's a very humbling thing uh, to have people want to wear your brand and wear your uh, wear your name. And uh, you know, so I finally got on that and got got something coming very very shortly. I'm I'm super excited to uh, share that with everyone. Let's talk more products. Uh, what what are, you, what are you using? What are the products and companies that you use that help you win all this money in the world of professional walleye fishing? You know, there's a lot of great companies out there um, that, that I've been fortunate enough to partner with, and there's a lot of companies that I'm not partnered with that I still use their gear. But, you know, the, the biggest uh, biggest one is that, you know, active uh, live sonar. I've been using that live uh, Garmin LiveScope. That's been a game changer for me in the last three years. If anyone follows me knows I'm a live scoper through and through. Um, you know, but the, the, the biggest ones honestly have to be for me that uh, KT Outdoor products, it, those are hands down the best uh, high end fishing rods I've ever used in my life. I And, and the thing with me, Steve, is is I, I will I, I don't fake promote anything just because someone pays me to be on the pro staff and, and promote it. I will not promote it to people if I wouldn't buy it as a non-sponsored angler. And, and honestly, I, I can say that about those rods. They're the best rods I've ever used in, in my life. Um, they're technique-specific, designed ex- specifically for what I'm doing. Um, and I, I've been very fortunate to be a part of that family for years. So JT Outdoor Products has been huge. Uh, PC Fun Reels, some of the uh, best uh, cost-efficient reels out there on the market. I have found the Honor XT. Uh, not only is it black and red, my favorite color, um, but it has a super smooth drag, super great pick up the bearings in it are awesome and the price you can't beat it's right in that 60 dollars price range um and then you know cl- both clam uh and blackfish they're both under the same company that clothing wear that i wear uh I, you know i have really fair skin so it keep, keeps my skin safe out on the water um and then clam uh, all in you know they're not just ice fishing they have the new tika minnow is a great uh glide bait that i've been using open water um and then their tg jig their tungsten jig that's the only uh actual jig that i use anymore uh, i use it for everything from pitching plastics live bait uh, using on slip bobbers everything those are you know those are the jigs that i use and they have super sharp sticky hooks and you know it's just you know i've been very fortunate enough to uh, be a part of that company and there's a million different companies that you know that helps me along the way and, and i get to use their products but those are the really big main ones offshore products are their planner boards when i'm especially running guide trips and everything those are hands down the best planner boards on the market you know and then it's along and power pole you know power pole is another big one they keep me on the water you know 
we're docking my boat, keeping my boat safe, boat control. I mean, uh, their charge system's unbelievable. There's been multiple times where my batteries have died in a tournament, and I've been able to jumpstart my batteries to be able to get in to get the way in. You know, I actually had a tournament this year where I had a top uh, top 10 bag, tens of thousands of dollars, and my batteries were dead um, oh. to go into weigh-in. I just used that, jumpstarted myself, and I was able to make it back into weigh-in. So there's a lot of great companies that keep me on the water, and, and every single one of them I'm, I'm honored to, to work with. And, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely an honor to represent their brand. Walleye fishing has changed quite a bit. Uh, we, we were at the top of the game money-wise, uh, prestige-wise, and things kind of went south, and the tournaments got smaller, the payouts got smaller. They're coming back. We've got other circuits uh, running like head-to-head now, and, and the payoffs seem to be getting good again. Maybe we're getting back into that golden era of walleye fishing, but the fishing changes as well. And, and of course, uh, changes in things like electronics uh, have have a big difference, and every year there's new baits that are developed. But in the style of fishing, it seemed like walleye fishing was a rod in hand operation, and then all of a sudden, well, maybe not all of a sudden, but it did change to uh, trolling. You know, pulling meat was the way to catch fish. You wanted to score in tournaments, you had to, you had to be a good troller. Uh, you had to have a, 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 a good uh, trolling pass marked on your electronics and be able to hold to that real well. And now it seems that having the rod in hand is coming back again. Uh, do you agree? And do you like the way it's going? Which style of fishing do you like better? Absolutely. You know, it, it, you know, fishing, just the arc, you know, story arc of, of professional walleye fishing over the years has, has been very up and down. And you're right. We were in a little bit of a recession over the years. And, and uh, you know, it, I think the problem was there wasn't a lot of youth in walleye fishing. Uh, you know, when I first got involved in the industry, there was, I was the youngest, you know, and then Dylan Nussbaum came along and, you know, he's just a little bit younger than me. And, and it was really him and I, and, and Corey Springle, Chase Parsons, they were the younger guys in the industry. And now, you know, they're getting older. And, and uh, you know, it's been an honor for me uh, to be a part of this renaissance, you know, just in the last four or five years, you start to see more and more young anglers. I mean, my tournament partner, Isaac Lockett, is a great example. He is just a little bit older than me. We're about the same age, but he's one of the best. He's, if not the best, one of the best uh, anglers out there right now. And and you know he, you know, there's a lot of really great hammers in that. You know, twenty to you know all the way up to you know the uh, early thirties. But you know, you get a lot more of these anglers coming in and competing. And and I think the reason why is because. Fishing's changed to where, like you said, it's more of a rod in hand with this, um, you know, uh, addition or, you know, the development of live sonar, you know, the, you know, the mega live active target live scope. Uh, it, it has allowed, you know, especially for me, allowed me to target fish that never existed before. And it allows me to target individual fish. Um, and it's really become video game fishing. And that's what a lot of people call it. And I think that's why you got a lot of the younger, you know, the younger generation getting more involved, you know, in, in the age of tech technology a lot of these kids were brought up on video games and technology and computers and all that and so that they're able to you know come in and it's getting more and ex- more exciting and companies are you know are putting more money towards tournaments tournaments are getting more exposure you know with live streaming like that head-to-head more people are watching more people are tuning in 
um, you know, with YouTube, so all sorts of social media, people are, are getting more in tune, you know, a lot of these youth clinics that I do at the, at the tournaments, and when I go speak to young fishing teams, there's more and more fishing teams at these high schools, which were never there when I was in high school. Um, you know, I was kind of on the, you know, I tried to, I started the first one that my high school ever had. We had it for one year and then it kind of lost interest. And then the year I graduated, they came out with three teams. So, you know, you get a lot of these, uh, you know, minor league systems, I call it, you know, you got these, you know, bringing these young, young anglers up, getting their attention, getting them excited, you know, whether it's bass or walleye, I don't really care what, what species you fish for, but overall the sport needs more youth in it. And these, you know, these youth programs have been great, these youth clinics and, and, you know, seminars and, and everything it's being attended by more and more uh young anglers and, and all that is is just investing in our future you know there's a lot more exciting uh, ways to catch them a lot more jigging you know a lot of kids nowadays don't have the attention span for trolling i personally hate trolling um i love rod and hand there's nothing like feeling a big fish bite um but i think that's why you're seeing more youth coming because there's more you know there's more effort being put in to bring that youth in and there's more and exciting ways to catch them i'm, uh, up, I'm up against the wall time wise max wilson i am so sorry i've got a dozen more questions that i'm not going to get to why don't we hook up again after you win your first big tournament of this year and and maybe i can get through some of them we'll talk about uh, talk about your year how it's going i'm sure it's going to go great max wilson one of the best walleye fishermen absolutely anywhere 25 years old he is incredible max thanks a lot thanks for having me steve i'll talk to you soon anytime max wilson he is something else that wraps up this week's edition of the we fish asa podcast the best iron fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire usa i'd like to thank today's guest dan johnston from st croix michael simundic who is a guide in Arkansas who had so many interesting things to talk about. Uh, what, what a cool gentleman he is. And Max Wilson, walleye angler extraordinaire. This guy knows how to put those uh, walleye that I think are exceptionally hard to catch in the boat on a regular basis. Max Wilson. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. They certainly do. Daiwa Reels. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts, and don't forget to check it out at uh, wefishasa.com. That is also the address where we get our mail. Please fire those emails away at us. We love our mail, and we answer everything that we get. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or somebody we should have on the show, let us know that, too. I'm Steve Surley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing! I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.